and welcome back to the Women Doing It Big podcast. I'm your host, Opal Clark, and today in the guest chair, I have Ms. Jackie Capers-Brown, the founder and CEO of Slay Your Greatness Academy and the Leadership Table for Women of Color Network. What I love about Jackie is that she was able to build her 20-year award-winning career by defying the odds as a minimum wage employee working for Marriott Hotels. I could go on and on about Jackie, but I'm going to turn the mic over to Jackie so that you can hear her story from her. So Jackie, look, tell the women doing it big audience how you got started with your career in leadership. Well, thank you, Opal, for having me in the guest chair. I appreciate talking to you, and hopefully I will um, share something that is beneficial to your audience. Yes. Of women doing it big. (laughs) Okay, so I will tell you that I was once um, living off of government assistance and living in a Section 8 housing apartment. Wow. Okay. Um, Due to a a bad relationship. I left that living situation and went back to live at home with my live with my sister who raised me after my mom passed. Okay. Um I started with Marriott May the fifth, nineteen eighty five as a housekeeper. I'll never forget that day. That's my niece's birthday as well. Okay. And Marriott provided me hope because of the fact that it believed in advancing the employees um, within the company. And because of that, I decided that I was going to, that was going to be my best shot to actually improving my children's life. Okay. And so as a housekeeper, I started telling people I was going to be a Marriott manager. Now, of course, I didn't look like it. There was nothing about me that would say that this woman will eventually be someone that manages successful million-dollar businesses. But in my heart, I've I've always believed that I was supposed to be a leader, and I felt like God had placed me in this this incubator that's called Marriott Hotels. And there, I I got the uh, support of great bosses, and they allowed me to take supervisory um, programs okay. that I, necessarily I wasn't in a position to take, but they allowed me to okay. because I advocated for myself. Okay. And then four months later, after being hired, I got promoted in my first administrative position. And from there, everything just went upward. Just simply Four because, months? Yes. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> Um, well, and then the, also the manager that I that hired me, I actually told him during my um, interview that I wasn't planning to stay a housekeeper very long because I knew I had previous supervisory experience. Okay. So I just wanted to get into the door because everyone was telling me that because I loved hotels, uh-huh. that Marriott was the the brand to work for. Okay. And so I felt like getting in the door, no matter how I got in. I was going to take advantage of the opportunities. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. And so um, I actually transferred with um, from the Marriott Full Service to the Courtyard Division. And that's when I got into management and worked my way up in that hotel um, for six years. I, I got five promotions, five management promotions, and I eventually became the GM of the Fairfield Inn in Wilmington. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. And so how long did you stay with Marriott Hotels? I stayed there 13 years, actually. 13 yeah. years. Yeah. And you received your first promotion in four months. That is a short time. So that is an amazing um that was something amazing that you did. Um, what I heard you say early on was that you had a vision. Yes. You had a vision that you were going to do more and be more and whatever opportunities um, you needed or whatever you needed to um, get in order to advance yourself, you was willing to make those sacrifices to do that. Oh, I did, yes. I was committed to it. I mean, I believed ever since I was eight after hearing Martin Luther King, um, and this was the, right after his his assassination, um, his I have a dream. Uh, th that just basically sealed in my my soul. I believe that I was intended to be a leader, someone that made a positive difference in some, um, in other people's lives. Yes, and that's so. exactly what it's all about: making a positive influence in others' lives. Yes. What would you say was one of your biggest struggles when you got started as a leader? Well, I came to leadership with a lot of rough edges, and I was fortunate to have a great boss who was trained as a social worker okay. who provided me with the support and the guidance I needed. The, the most, this thing that I struggled with most was that I was very assertive as a female and a lot of women are not accustomed to having they're used to men being assertive but I was yes. very assertive because I knew what I wanted it was no no fog in my mind okay. okay and as a result of that that actually caused people to put their hands up and like no I don't like the way you're talking to me I don't like your behavior because it was not feminine Okay. okay. And because I came, my mom was an assertive woman. To me, that was natural. But, okay. But I, I realized that not everybody was raised with the kind of mother I had. Okay. So, and my boss provided me with a lot of guidance and allowed me to evolve by giving me tips and, and, and telling me possibly you need to do this, you need to do that. Okay. In order to connect better with individuals. I, I tell you, it's always good to have a good boss or yes. mentor yes. that can um, kind of keep us in, not really in line, but can guide us with making better choices that's going to help us to um, move up instead of moving out. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, I, and I, that you know, that just hit my, I'm going to say it hit my nerve, but because of the fact that I started this um, Level Up Her Leadership Initiative, mm -hmm. and the primary purpose is, um, focus is to help women of color who are in corporate environments yes. to actually learn how to strategically navigate yes. these challenges. I know that we are starting a whole lot of businesses as yes. black women, mm -hmm. but there are a lot of women I don't think are necessarily wanting to be business owners, but because of the, the environment yes. in which they find themselves. They they assume that that's their only out versus learning and developing skills yes. that will help them either navigate that environment or navigate another environment yes. that's more suitable for yes, them. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I had a conversation with um, a young lady the other day and I was saying to her that one thing about me 
Whatever game I play, mm-hmm. if I play the game, I'm playing to win. win yes. And whatever I do, I'm going to do it well. Yes. And so um, I think that when you say um, helping uh, other leaders to um, or other people in the um, corporate world to learn these skills and to learn how to navigate with these skills is going to be beneficial to them. Yes, I'm, I'm already receiving that feedback. <laughs> And I'm so thankful that I am. I believe the Lord is just saying, yes, this is where, this is the rock, this is the path. Stay on it. Okay. But, yes, I'm excited about it. What was one lesson or failure that has taught you the most um, about leadership or in leadership? So, the lesson that I've learned the most, I think the when my son passed away um, six months after my first GM promotion, and uh, the devastation I felt within myself, as well as a few months later being um, perceived on an employee opinion survey as the worst GM in our region, having those blows come at me, um, you know, right after one another, really threw me. And you know, I was already dealing with the grief of my son, but then now you do. Then I had this issue with people affecting my identity as a leader because I had been so successful at the court in the courtyard division, and yes. I had moved into a new division. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that the lesson that I learned from that, getting having all those different emotional things happening to me at the same time or a few months in between one another, that. You need to be centered and aligned with spirit. Okay. Okay. When we get aligned with who we are as our best self, and that's I believe that when we align with spirit, that's what spirit inspires us to do, to align ourselves with who we are at our best. Mm-hmm. And because of that, because I was able to align myself with my best self and be able to remember the eight-year-old who believed that she would become a leader of leaders, who would become a leader that would um actually develop leaders mm-hmm. that will also be successful yes and even though i did some of that at the courtyard i knew as a gm i had a whole lot of autonomy to do that yes and so i didn't need to not value this particular role simply because that was the initial impression okay and oftentimes as leaders when we get pushback from people or resistance from them Mm -hmm. we take it personally Mm -hmm. and i did initially Uh Mm -hmm. but then when i centered myself in alignment with my truth Mm -hmm. that's when I realized that this is bigger than me yes it wasn't about me it was about my ability to actually develop leaders yes leaders with and without titles And, and as a result of that we won several awards and I was recognized as having the most one of the you know one one out of three managers having the most improved employee opinion survey the following year but that was because I put forth the effort yes. I moved myself out of this and recognized that first and foremost if I'm going to be great I have to be great be be willing to serve all yes and in serving all that meant me finding out from the staff that I was working with at the time how could I myself yes be the best leader for you yes okay yes. and one of the things i want to share with the leaders that are listening to this and i share this often in my presentation if you are courageous enough to do this you will get so many dividends it's crazy yes so what i did was i i actually scheduled one-on-ones with everyone and i asked them the same question 
I told them specifically, I want to be the best manager I can be for you. Mm-hmm. And if I'm able to do that, I need to know from you what do I need to stop doing, what I need to start doing, and what I need to continue to do. Okay. And these weren't all what they told me didn't feel good. Okay. Okay. They were they were straight up. Uh huh. Okay. And some of the things I didn't want to hear, I didn't I didn't like hearing. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that each time I've done this, I've always hit gold. Mm. I've all, and especially if I walk my talk after I, I commit to certain things. Okay. Okay. And as a result, I think that's the reason why our team became so successful. Okay. Because I was willing to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Okay. And be able to connect with not only just their mind, but their hearts and their hands. Yes. Because I knew I needed to get them where the vision I saw this hotel to be. And that was yes. not going to happen if I didn't, I wasn't able to influence them. Yes, absolutely. One of the things that I heard you say was how you persevered through adversity. I have not lost a child, so I cannot imagine. But I do know that when things happen in our lives, a lot of times it's not about us. It's about what God wants us to do with those things. So to persevere and to learn um in spite of what you were going through, mm-hmm. more about yourself, mm-hmm. to be a great, to continue to be a great leader is awesome. Thank you. <laughs> great. That is awesome. This is God's grace. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I'm telling you, life will throw us many curveballs, but we have to be willing to persevere despite the things that life throws at, at us. Yes. I believe now. That every setback that we have, every heartache, every disappointment is a divine opportunity for us to show up as our best self. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm working on a book that I have been called to work on for some five years now about what God wants us to do with the things that he allows us to go through. Because it's not about why me, Mm -hmm. but what he wants us to do with those things. So I applaud you for um, persevering through Mm -hmm. adversity because like I said, I have no idea what it feels like to lose a child. Mm -hmm. But I know that through what you just told me that you pick yourself up and continue to um, persevere to be the best leader that you could be because yes. you could have easily given up at that point. Well, I wanted to give up actually. Initially, mm-hmm. when I got those results, I thought to myself, okay, I just lost my son, you know, and I wanted to um, have my 16 year old daughter who's grieving for her brother. Yes. I'm like, no, I'm going to transfer and I'm going to go back to Columbia and now I'll just start out back over because I don't, I didn't want, this is my initial, those are my initial yes. thoughts. But then I centered myself again, like I said, and aligned with spirit's will for me, mm-hmm. knowing from the age of eight that I was destined to be a leader. There wow. was no, I knew it. It was mm-hmm. no question in my mind. And so I knew also that because of having overcome other things at a very young age, I knew that God hadn't allowed this to happen and I didn't have it in me. Yes. It's just that I was so wrapped up in my grief and all the emotional stuff. Mm-hmm. But when I centered and aligned myself with what I believe the will of God is for my life at that time, that's when I got the, the what I call the inner wisdom, the clarity of my inner wisdom, that it's not about you. Yes. You know, and it is about mm-hmm. you being able to develop the leaders that they don't see in themselves right now. Absolutely. 
So if you had to identify one major habit or ritual that has helped you to be successful, what would you say that ritual is? Okay, so <laughs> so I would say the most important ritual or strategy that I use to be successful would be goal setting. Okay. Simply because of the fact that when I learn how to do it effectively and be, you know, I look future out to see where I want to be and then I, I plan backwards as far as where I need to be at each milestone and that helps me stay focused. It gives me clarity. It also gives me a sense of knowing where I'm going. Yes. And so I don't have all that fog in my mind yes. or the anxiety in my body yes. about whether or not I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Yes. So goal setting and goal achievement definitely is the reason why I was a high performer. It was Absolutely. definitely the reason why I was a high performer I, I for 20 years. There's, 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 yeah. Yes, I totally agree with you. <laughs> I know that at the first of the year, we're all so excited about mm -hmm. setting goals. Mm -hmm. And then come second quarter, April mm -hmm. or May, we kind of have forgotten about those goals. Mm -hmm. yes. So I always tell people, make sure that you have some type of notebook that you can mm -hmm. write in and you're writing down everything um, about what it is that you want to do. Even if you don't achieve those goals, write them down and make them plain. The, the Bible speaks on yes. writing the vision and yes, making it plain. plain. Right. And I can agree with you. When I started writing things down and setting goals, that's when I started moving forward right. in what it was that I wanted to do. Right. So yeah, I, I agree with you with goal setting. Um, has there ever been a time when you felt like giving up, Jackie? I've had many times that I felt like, I felt like, and I had the initial thought, you know, this is just not worth it. Uh -huh. It's too much. Uh, the, you know, it's too much frustration. But at the, at the end of the day, because of this, this light that dwells on the inside of me that says, you know, you've got more to do. There are more, this next generation of women of color leaders that you are responsible for actually getting out so that they can interact with your giftings is so important. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the day, it's that pull still that I have not finished my work, even though I'm no longer in corporate and I'm mm -hmm. my own um, boss. At the end of the day, this the same vision has transferred. It's not, okay, it just ended at my corporate setting. It's yes. basically now you have the autonomy to create these experiences that you would have wanted. So Jackie, how does communication play a part in leadership? Communication, in my opinion, is the number one way we as leaders are able to expand our influence, yes. our income, and our impact. Oh yes, absolutely. And, and by doing that, what I mean by that simply is, is that when we are communicating with people and we, we spoke a little bit about this um, already about the body language yes but I, I say how you show up 
yes. as a leader? Are you fully present yes. when you're actually speaking to someone? Mm-hmm. And when you're doing your work, are you fully present or are you basically distracted by all the different distractions we have yes. in our world? Mm-hmm. But simply presence, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is a powerful weapon that we as women especially can use to communicate what it is that we believe in, yes. what we feel about people, mm-hmm. and also to inspire them to their own greatness. Yes. Because, but they have to see it in us. Mm-hmm. But we have to show up that way. Absolutely. We have to show up showing our greatness absolutely. so that they can believe in theirs. Yes, absolutely. So I communicate a lot of I communicate a lot in doing. Yes. Not necessarily in the words that I speak, but by the way I walk my talk. Okay. Okay. So if you can leave the women doing it big audience with one tip of advice, what would that advice be? Be willing to be vulnerable. Okay. Because as as I've learned through my corporate career and even as a consultant, yes, that when I am able to be vulnerable and communicate that, show up as that, then people are more receptive. Their resistance go down. Yes. They have a more open mind to what you're saying and what you're doing or what you're inspiring them to do. Okay. Instead of having a wall up and just showing a certain type of face all the time. Yes. I so like vulnerability that. is a is one of my weapons that yes. I use to build my influence. Yes, absolutely. So Jackie, where can the Women Doing It Big audience continue to follow your journey with your Slay Your Greatness Academy? Well, they can follow Slay Your Greatness Academy. I have a Facebook page for Slay Your Greatness Academy. Okay. But also I have the website for the Leadership Table for Women of Color Network. Okay. Okay, so they can follow me there. I'm on all social medias other than Twitter, but at the end of the day, under Jackie Capers Brown, um, for personal pages and then Slay Your Greatness Academy on Facebook and then the Leadership Table for Women of Color Network website. All right, Jackie. It was such a pleasure um, having you in the guest chair today. So there you have it, guys. Miss Jackie Capers-Brown of Slay Your Greatness Academy and the Leadership Table for Women of Color Network. So I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. And if so, share it with um, your audience. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.